Hey everyone, and welcome to the In the Weeds podcast. I'm your host, Ben. While I'm best known for my knowledge of golf club fitting, golf equipment, and instruction, nothing related to golf will be out of bounds. Grab a wedge, an extra ball, and a scythe, because we're getting in the weeds. Alrighty, everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Episode one, episode one. Here we are. Let's jump in. So to start this whole thing off, I thought we would start off with Golf Club Anatomy um, and just do the extreme basics of everything, of the golf club, of the performance, of club fitting, stuff like that. And the reason why I want to do that is so we're all on a level and even playing field. And I think the other thing that I want to do as well is to get everyone a solid foundation, right? And so if you're trying to build a house or trying to build a building, you've got to start with the ground floor or the basement or the foundation first before you can build the first and the second floor and everything like that. If you want to graduate and move on from high school, you need to make sure that you go to elementary school first. You know, you can't just skip from third grade to seventh grade and expect to know what's going on. So I really want to make sure that we build that solid foundation, especially because we're talking about golf as well. So intentionally and unintentionally, golf can be an intimidating and somewhat unwelcoming environment. Um, and there's not a really great space for stupid questions. Um, not that any question is stupid, but you know, it, it can be again, a little intimidating. And especially when you're looking at high level players, conversations, they have coaches, teachers, marketers, and even like golf broadcasters and commentators, um, they do try and break things down, but they do have to, at some level, understand that that player that is watching the broadcast or learning or listening has some prior knowledge. Well, if you're doing that, not everyone is going to have the same base and prior knowledge. So I think it's really important that they do that because you can't explain absolutely everything every single time, but they do sometimes assume too much. And if you don't get that solid foundation and you don't get the right information to get you sort of started, things are going to be continuously confusing. So understanding something from the very beginning before we dive in and get way into the weeds is going to be really, really important. That way, once we start covering something that's more complex, it's going to be much easier to understand because you already understand the foundations. So with that in mind, what I really want to start with is, again, the anatomy of a golf club. We're going to start super basic. We'll move on from there and we'll break in into different sections and we'll talk about each different section. But uh, I really want to start with anatomy. So what is a golf club? Why are there so many? What does each club do? What's the name of each club? You know, why do they exist? everything like that. So that's what we're going to answer today. That's what we're going to go over. And from that point, then we're going to break down each component and talk about specific things with each within each component, within the head, within the hat, shaft, and within the grip. 
<clears throat> so without any further ado, let's jump in to Golf Club Anatomy. All right, so the golf club. Each golf club, no matter which one it is, has three components. It's got a head, which is the big chunk of metal at the end of it that you swing and try and hit the ball off of the face with. That's the head. There are many different heads and different sizes of heads for different reasons, and we'll get into that in a second, but that's what that is. The head is the actual chunk of metal on the end that we're trying to hit the golf ball with. The shaft is the long, thin, cylindrically shaped uh, stick, for lack of a better word, that connects the grip to the head. That thing flexes and bends and moves and grooves during a swing, and there's many different variables that are associated with shafts as well, and uh, many, many different ways that you can make a shaft and a ton of different ones that are out there. So again, future episodes, we'll talk more about that. And then the grip. Grip comes last, but it's also the most important. The grip is what it sounds like. It's the part where you put your hands on the club and it connects you to the golf club. So again, head, shaft, and grip. Head is golf club head, club head, head, however you want to say it, is the head, the point at the end where you're trying to hit the ball, and it connects uh, the shaft and the grip all into one piece. So the shaft is that piece that creates the cohesion. The grip is where your hands go. Head's where you hit the ball. All right, so let's just take a short break here. And during this short break, I'm going to take the opportunity to tell you about Vanquish Golf Works. So Vanquish Golf Works is not only where you will be able to find the home of this podcast, the In the Weeds podcast, but it is also a golf products company, which I have started. And so we currently have for sale some really cool hats and shirts, all which are made out of performance apparel, and the t-shirts are made with some really cool graphic uh, golf theme designs, which I've worked on myself, and also some hats, which are very tour-esque, if you will. You'll look very schnazzy out on the golf course. But my main product is going to be A-Line. And so A-Line is a golf alignment and setup training aid. And so it fits really well with this podcast. And I wanted to take a chance to let you know about a-Line. So A-Line, again, is a setup and alignment training aid, which is going to help you build that solid foundation from the ground up. Every swing starts at the setup, and with A-Line, you will have an alignment and setup reference that will get you into the perfect spot every single time. So when you get out onto the golf course, there is no guessing, and you are rip-roaring and ready to go. So with A-Line, you'll know where you are, so you'll know where it's going. So now let's get back to the podcast and keep rolling. But again, Vanquish Golf Works is my setup company. And that is where you can find A-Line and this podcast. So let's get back to the show. Boom, boom, skaboom. Okay, so now that that's fully understood, again, might be super basic and obvious for a lot of people, but again, if you're uh, brand new to the game or if you're trying to catch up with someone that plays the game 
or, you know, your uh, husband or kid or, you know, wife or whatever it is, and you're trying to learn the game or improve or whatever it is, you never know what someone's foundation is. So I think it's important that we at least get that there. So you can't ever start too small. So then moving on to the other questions that I'd love to answer today. So why so many clubs? What does each one do? What are their different names? So why are there so many different clubs? Okay, so there are up to 14 different clubs that are allowed in a bag. And the reason why you have so many different ones is for the different conditions, variables, distances, and lies and specializations and things like that that each one is associated with. So a driver, for example, is the longest club in your bag and it is made to go the furthest and it has the least amount of loft, things that we'll talk about here in a second, but that club is made to be hit almost exclusively from the teeing ground when the ball is on a tee and it is made to go the furthest. It is the greatest rock distance. If you can hit it well, that club is the club that is gonna go the furthest. So then backing off of that, slightly different, the fairway wood is basically a small driver, but it assumes that there are some other conditions and variables that it will be used with. Namely, the club has to be able to be hit off of the ground. You have to be able to hit it off of the grass. The condition of that is usually pretty good, right? You're not trying to hit a fairway wood out of the water or out of a bunker generally or out of a bad lie. So the lies for a fairway wood are really good. So the club is still really long, but it is made to be hit off of the ground. So it's a driver and it's made to be basically go as far as you can with some exceptions. You know, sometimes people are trying to hit at specific distances, but it is supposed to go uh, almost as far as you can. It's a driver that you can hit off of the ground, right? So varying conditions have also changed that design. And if you look at a fairway wood compared to a driver, you'll also notice that a fairway wood is significantly smaller than a driver. Driver is the biggest club by far. Uh, and the reason again for that is because you're trying to hit it off of the grass. If you had this massive thing that you're trying to swing and hit off of the grass, it'd be very difficult. And so then moving on, another good example is going to be uh, a seven iron and a sand wedge. So different conditions and variables. Again, a seven iron is generally speaking supposed to be hit one exact distance. If you're hitting it, the goal is not to hit it as far as humanly possible, but it's made so that it can go one yardage, right? 170 yards, 130 yards, 128 yards. It doesn't matter what that is, but that club, its purpose is to not go as far as possible, but to go the same distance every time. So again, why so many different clubs? Well, because that club is made for a very specific condition. The only time you're ever going to hit 7-iron, if you hit your 7-iron 130 yards, is if you're plus or minus 10 yards of 130. So if you're even, I would even say less than that, if you're 135 yards to maybe 115, you would hit 7-iron. And so the different conditions and variables that you hit an iron from in throughout the game also have changed the shape 
in the size and everything with an iron as well. So unlike a driver, it is made to be hit almost exclusively off of the grass. And, you know, you can hit it off of a tee, but that's not the purpose of it. So it can also be hit off of hard ground or sand or wet ground or whatever. It needs to be very, very flexible and it needs to be able to change its variables and be very um, accepting of different things. So it's design as a result is very different from a driver. So that's why it's so much smaller. That's why it's got the shape that it has. And that's why it looks the way that it does. And then as a reference as well to earlier, the wedge. So what is a wedge? Okay, so a wedge is gonna be one of the shorter clubs. It's gonna have the most loft. Again, I'll explain what loft is in sort of the next episode as well and briefly here coming up. But uh, that club is made for special shots, special situations. It is made for getting out of your worst situations. You know, you're hitting it in really tall grass. You're in a really bad spot. You're in some sand. You're in really tall, high rough, anything like that. That's where that club is made to shine. If you're hitting it out of a bunker, if you're trying to hit it really short around the greens, a wedge is typically going to be your best club. And so, again, reverting back to the question that we started with, why are there so many? Well, because when you play golf, there are so many different variables like wind and slope and soft ground and hard ground and grass and sand and, you know, really long grass and you got wind and, you know, going up hills and downhills and different temperatures and humidities and all that different stuff. So it's really important to try and have as many different implements that are specialized as possible so you don't have to try and make a specialized swing as much as possible. So if you have a club that goes 130 yards, then all you have to do, if you're 130 yards away, is take a normal swing. But if you only had three clubs and you're 130 yards away and the stock distance or the normal distance of your closest club to that was 170, then you're gonna have to try and take some crazy swing and really manipulate what you do normally to try and get that club to hit the ball 130 yards. So that's really difficult. There's already a ton of different variables within golf as it is, right? They they bailed the course so that there's challenges and things in the way in addition to playing outdoors with whatever conditions that could face. So having as many clubs as you can with as many specializations as you can is only going to make the game easier. So what does each club do? We highlighted this earlier as well. So generally, each club is made to go a specific distance. Obviously, there are some other things in there as well. Like I mentioned before, certain clubs uh, are made to be hit from certain conditions or made to be hit from a variety of conditions. But the crux of it or the really underlying main factor for each club is the ability to hit it a specific distance. So a driver is made to go as far as possible. A fairway wood would go a little bit shorter than that. A hybrid, a little bit shorter than that. And then you've got your irons. The higher the number of the iron, the longer it is supposed to go. So a six iron is supposed to go further than a seven iron. 
in the mean way that they get each of these clubs to go at different distance is going to be the length of the shaft and what's called loft. So let's start with length because that's a little bit more understandable. So as the club gets longer, it is easier to swing that club or the club head at the end of it faster. If you had a two inch club, it's gonna be really, really hard to generate any speed that is uh, a great excess of whatever speed your hands are moving. But the longer the lever it is, the faster you're gonna be able to swing it. That's essentially the way to think about a golf club is a big, long lever. Uh, levers enable and multiply force. So the longer your lever, the more you can multiply your force. So with a really long shaft, with the rule being 48 inches, but generally most people's longest clubs being the driver at 44 to 46 inches, you're gonna be able to swing a 46 inch shaft a lot faster than a wedge, which is typically about 35 inches. So that extra 11 inches in length is going to multiply your force that you're able to apply and hit the ball with. So the second variable is going to be loft. And loft has even more influence on how far the ball goes than even the shaft length does. So it tells you that it has a lot of power and it has a great deal of influence. So again, we will dive way deep into loft in a later episode, but loft is essentially the angle of the face and it is how much that face points up towards the ground, or sorry, up towards the sky or at the direction of the target. So a driver is not gonna have very much loft. It's gonna vary anywhere between seven degrees and probably 12 degrees. But that club face is generally speaking gonna be pointed mostly at the target. As you get into something like a wedge, the really short ones with the high specializations like we were talking about earlier, those clubs are made to go really short distances and so they therefore have a lot of loft, something in the 50s maybe, 40, 46 degrees is probably the lowest lofted wedge that you'll see all the way to like 64. And so that face, generally speaking, is gonna be pointing much more towards the sky and loft is going to be that angle that is created between the ground and the face. And so the more loft you have, the slower the ball that is gonna come off, the more it's gonna spin or create air resistance, the higher it's gonna go. Generally speaking, you can just think that the hit with more loft is going to be more indirect, and therefore the ball is gonna go higher, and it's not gonna focus as much of its energy from that hit into going down range, right? So the flatter the face is, or the more it points at the target, the more direct that hit is, and the more that that ball, that energy that is converted and put into the ball is gonna go on traveling forward rather than traveling into the air. So again, each club exists, generally speaking, to go a specific distance. And so a driver, is the club with the longest shaft, so you can swing it the fastest, and the least amount of loft, so when you strike it, most of that energy goes into forward motion rather than going up into the air. All right, so then wrapping up our basics for today. 
what are the names of each club that we're talking about? I've highlighted at some of them before, and I'm sure some of you are obviously well aware already, but Driver, Fairway Wood, or Fairway, Hybrid, Irons, Wedges, Putters, and sometimes you'll see something called the Driving Iron in there as well. And so those are the main categories of golf club. So I sort of highlighted some of these earlier, but a driver is going to be the club that you almost exclusively hit off the tee, and it is made to generally start a hole that is not a par three, but sometimes you can hit it on a par three as well. And it is made to go the furthest. It's got the biggest head, it's got the least amount of loft, it's got the longest shaft. A fairway wood, is similar to a driver in that it's got sort of a big head on it, but it's got a little bit more loft than a driver, and it's got a little bit shorter shaft. This club is sort of the in-between, if you will, and it is made to be hit off of the tee or off of the ground. And so the shape of it is made so that it is flexible enough to be able to accept and do very well with both of those jobs, hitting it off the tee and hitting it off the ground. A hybrid is sort of a great name for a club that came along more recently, uh, but a hybrid is that transition between a fairway wood and an iron. It is a hybrid of both of those different clubs. And so again, just sort of like the fairway wood, it has a head that is a little bit smaller than a fairway wood, but definitely bigger than an iron, but it's got more loft than a hybrid or sorry, than a fairway wood, almost always. They can sometimes be equal to fairway woods, but almost always a hybrid is going to have more loft than a fairway wood, and it's going to have a shorter shaft generally than a fairway wood, but longer than an iron, and it is made for tricky situations in addition to being hit off of tee, hit off of the ground, hit out of the rough, hit out of a bunker. It is a very flexible club. It is probably the easiest club to hit, that is your longest club in the bag, right? So a seven iron is always gonna be easier to hit than a fairway wood or than a hybrid because of the length, but hybrids are made to be very flexible and very useful in many different situations. Moving down to the irons, sort of alluded to this earlier, but generally speaking, you're going to be seeing sets of irons that range from a three iron to a pitching wedge. The reason why there's no one or two iron anymore has a lot to do with technology and the loft and everything like that, and they sort of have gotten phased out over time. But a normal set is, generally speaking, three through pitching wedge. I also say this uh, with a slight caveat because a lot of sets now are transitioning to four through pitching wedge and getting rid of the three iron because people can't hit them and they're not useful enough generally, uh, and they're even adding another wedge in the bottom of there to sort of add on that versatility. They still want to sell you eight clubs, so we're going to get rid of the three iron and replace it with another wedge that you'll actually use and will be useful. So that's that, but again, each iron is going to progressively change in loft about three to four degrees per iron and then they're also generally speaking going to get shorter as you go so a four iron for example is generally going to be about a half inch longer than a five iron and it will generally have three or four degrees 
less loft than a five iron. So each iron steps and steps and steps in length and in loft. So four iron, three iron, you know, at four iron is going to have four iron is going to have about four degrees, three degrees more loft than a three iron. And it's generally going to be about a half inch shorter than a three iron. So again, that set is normally going to look like three iron, four iron, five iron, six iron, seven iron, eight iron, nine iron, and then pitching wedge. And so those things are going to transition and every one of them is generally speaking going to look the same and have very similar design and be very part very much part of a cohesive family but we're going to go half inch shorter in about three or four degrees transition between each one of them so they'll step and then the next one up there is the wedge and wedges are sort of thought of just like irons. They won't progress nearly as much in terms of the length. They generally sort of plateau and they get to a certain length and they generally won't get any shorter. That's usually about 35 inches, uh, but they will very much change in loft. And so your pitching wedge is gonna be highly variable in terms of loft nowadays from one set to the next. But let's just say that your pitching wedge has 46 degrees of loft on it. A wedge is going to have any amount of loft generally greater than that, right? So a sand wedge or an attack wedge or an approach wedge or a gap wedge or a lob wedge, or those are all different names of wedges with different lofts. And they're generally speaking, almost always going to have more loft than a pitching wedge. And those clubs are going, going to be your specialization sh shot clubs. They're not made to go great distances. They're made to go specific distances and shorter and be really good and easy to swing when you're swinging them slowly or taking off on a swing or trying to manipulate it in a certain way. Those are your very versatile clubs that sort of get you out of the tight spots. The putter is the club that you're trying to roll the ball with on the green. It is the club that has the least amount of loft and is generally the shortest, but it is the club that you're going to use the most. When you putt every single hole, generally speaking, you will putt every single hole. If you don't, that's great because that means you hold out and probably hit an awesome shot, but you'll use it almost every single hole and it will be the club that you use to putt the ball to the hole. The last one is a driving iron. And so a driving iron is a specialization and I sort of leave it off towards the end. You don't see very many people actually use them, uh, but they are sort of a combination of a hybrid and an iron. A driving iron is always gonna have a low amount of loft. A uh, driving iron is probably gonna have the same amount of loft as maybe a five iron to a two iron. So a two, three, four, or five iron is generally the amount of loft that you'll see from a driving iron. And they're not quite hybrids. They look much more like an iron, but they're a little bit beefier. And as the name implies driving, they're an iron that is made to be hit up off of the tee. So it's made to go really low and to go pretty far and not go super high in the air. Um, and so it sort of lacks some versatility, but it's going to be a lot better when you hit it off of the tee than most irons. 
but unfortunately there aren't too many people that can hit them super well because they are generally speaking so low lofted and as a result they aren't super useful to average golfers if you're seeing someone play in like the uh british open or the open championship uh where they play in scotland or in europe they're going to be playing in conditions that are generally speaking more windy than u.s conditions so you'll often see people put in driving irons because they're trying to keep the ball lower they're trying to drive it underneath the wind so there are specific circumstances where we do see people use driving irons but generally speaking most people don't have one in their back all right so that's it for me today be sure to join us next time when i go over more specifics with the golf club heads themselves uh, a bunch of different things that we're going to go over what's the face what's the crown what are each of the different parts named offset hosel you know lie liangle loft volume camber bounce what are all those different things we're going to go way deep into golf club heads so that when we start talking about moving and things that are dynamic we'll be able to better understand those things as well so just a quick recap why so many clubs what does each club do for you what's the name of each club again that was today next time more specifics on the golf club head Thanks for listening. You can find the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a couple other places. I'll be sure to post below, but it can also be found on the website, vanquishgolfworks.com. Until next time, this is Ben from the In the Weeds podcast, signing off.